Welcome to Living Truth Radio, a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship with Pastor Michael Lands. It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. And now, here's Pastor Michael. 1 Samuel chapter 30, Psalm 28, verses 7 through 9. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart exults, and with song I shall thank him. The Lord is their strength, and he is a saving defense to his anointed. Here's another insight. Read a psalm, sing a song. I'm not talking about some old country song. (laughs) Although that may minister to some of your hearts. I don't get it, but that's all right. (laughs) I'm talking about worship. Do you know how sometimes when life has just got you down, worship can turn you around? It just happens. I don't know quite all the mechanics of it, but there's a, a point in time for me personally, I can be having not a so spiritual attitude and all of a sudden just something, bam, it's like almost a moment where <laughs> just things just turn. And I feel like I'm a spiritual man again. Can I get a witness? Anybody else? So David had to refocus his eyes on God. I mean, circumstantially, everything looked terrible. I mean, talk about a tough spot to be in. You've lost everything. Everything's burned. You don't know where your family is, and you've got 600 guys who want to kill you, plus wacky Saul still out there somewhere. What in the world? What would you do? You know what David decided to do? He decided to find strength in the Lord. That sounds too simple, doesn't it? Maybe a little too spiritual. <laughs> you got to have options, baby. <laughs> right? Come up with your little list of what you're going to do. No, no, no. David said, this is what I'm going to do. Psalm 31, verses 2 through 5 say, Incline your ear to me, rescue me quickly, be my rock, be to me a rock of strength, a stronghold to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. For your namesake, you will lead me and guide me. Listen to this. You will pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me. You are my strength, Psalm 31, 2 through 5. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have ransomed me, O Lord God of truth. Here's the deal. David said, okay, God, into your hands I commit my spirit. Do you know who quoted that in the New Testament? Jesus, where was he? He was on the cross. You want to talk about going through hell on earth, as it were? I'm not talking about literal hell. Jesus never went to hell, but he was suffering hell-like fury of people's comments the wrath of almighty god coming down upon him and what does he do he quotes a psalm by the way that psalm was taught by jewish mothers to kids and that's probably the origin of now i lay me down to sleep or something like that into your hands i commit my spirit jewish mothers would teach jewish children to pray that every night into your hands i commit my spirit that's what david did In the midst of trouble, in the midst of crisis, when he didn't know which way to turn, he said, Lord, into your hands. I'm going to put my trust in you. He encouraged himself 
in the Lord. Now earlier, Jonathan had encouraged him, I think it's in chapter 23, when Jonathan reminded him of, his, of God's promises. And sometimes, I hope you're taking notes because I've given you, this is about my third or fourth one. Sometimes when you need to be encouraged in the Lord, you've got to find an encouraging brother or sister. Amen? Amen? Find someone who has that heart of encouragement. Get around them for a little while, and they'll help you. And you know what they'll do? They'll do something very simple. It's this. They'll remind you of God's promises. Sometimes people hand me scriptures. They say, Pastor Michael, this is for you. And I always have a positive outlook on that. And it's usually a really encouraging scripture. And I'm like, praise God that the Lord would encourage somebody's heart to give me an encouraging scripture. One night I was at my computer, I was having a tough week, and I decided that I would just pray one of those prayers. And I said, Lord, I really need to hear from you. You know, I'm going through this and that and this and that. And a guy who, I don't, I don't he may have emailed me from time to time, but it was like 10 o'clock at night, and bloop! Email came through, and it was from Romans 15. And, it's, and it said, through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Right when I was praying it, do you know God has an email account too? <laughs> Called Heaven Mail. And here it came. The Lord knows what we go through. Turn to Philippians, if you would. We're going to park here for a little while because I I have a feeling this is an area where we always need some help. Philippians chapter 4. So Paul's been talking in chapter 4 about rejoicing and having a good attitude. In verse 6, he talks about not being anxious for anything. It's kind of ironic that he writes it from prison. He's He's telling us how to pray. He tells us that when you... Pray, instead of being all worried about stuff, you get God's peace. Philippians 4, verse 8. Then he says, if your mindset is right, in verse 8, if you let your mind dwell on these things, then he says again, the God of peace will be what? With you. Verse 9, the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace shall be with you. What should you practice? When you need to be, when you need to find strength, what do you need to practice? Have you met somebody along life's journey and you say, oh, where do you go to church? And they say, well, I'm this, but I don't really practice. I'm not practicing. What? What does that mean? That means I identify with this group, but I don't do anything with that. That's what it means. I check a box on medical forms, but that's all it means. I don't practice anything. You know, I've been a long-time athlete. I'll tell you something about teams that don't practice. They get whipped. They get beat. What do you mean you don't practice? Have you ever met somebody who they're a little bit prideful and they start you start kind of bantering back and forth about a sport oh you play racquetball i play racquetball yeah i've been playing racquetball since 1978 okay are you good oh you don't know (laughs) 
Well, I'd like to find out. (laughs) Right? You see, the proof, (laughs) well, you know where it is. So Paul says, look, not that I speak, verse 11, Philippians 4, from want. I have learned to be content. It's something you got to learn, which is good news. In whatever circumstances I am, I know how to get along with humble means, verse 12. I also know how to live in prosperity. You got to learn that too. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret, and it's a secret to many, of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Christ, or through him, who strengthens me. How many things? All things. Now, does that mean that some of you in this room who desire to play professional football could do it? Answer, no. (laughs) That's not what the all things means. Although, I think there's some application when the athletes wear Philippians 4.13 under here. I don't have a problem with that. I understand what's going on. Plus, they're already in the NFL. So, so, you know what I'm saying? There's certain of us, I will never play for the Lakers. It doesn't matter how much faith I have. My knees are pretty much gone. And on a good day, stretched. I'm five foot something. I'm not even going to tell you what that last number is. (laughs) Not going to tell you. Paul is not talking about leaping tall buildings in a single bound. He's not talking about that kind of stuff. He's talking about dealing with life where most of us live when stuff goes south on us. He's writing the letter, you guys, from jail. Joy from jail? Yeah, I can do. He's encouraging people from jail. He's saying, I've learned that whatever circumstances I find myself in, I can tune my heart to the music of heaven. Paul writes in Ephesians 6, finally be strong in the Lord, verse 10, and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God. May I add another one? I hope you're taking notes. I'm kind of just doing this on the fly, but If you want to be strong in the Lord, you must learn to put on the full armor of God. You must learn that. It's not physical, you guys. Spiritual. The Lord is our armor. He is our strength. David said, you come to me with your implements of war. I come to you in the name of the living God, man. The battle is the Lord's. You're done because I know who I have fighting for me. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about strength that's from another power source well outside of me. Do you know that one of the things that God's trying to teach all of us is not to rely on ourselves? <laughs> Did you know that? That's a little, just, little secret. And he allows some things to happen in your life just to teach you that lesson because most of us have to learn it over and over and over again. David strengthened himself in the Lord. He said, I got no place else to go. Who was he going to call? 
The Philistines are marching to go kill Saul. The Israeli army is in deep trouble without David and his men. Who's, who do you call? There's no other options. There's no army to look to. To Hey, are these people available? <laughs> All the rest of the people around there are trying to kill him too. And David, he went to the Lord. Now we'll probably just do half this chapter, but go back to 1 Samuel chapter 30. So here's what David did, verse 7. David said to Abiathar the priest, 30 verse 7, the son of Ahimelech, please bring me the ephod. The ephod was that which held the the special uh, Urim and the Thummim, which was a communication device uh, used by the people of Israel. We don't know how it worked, per se, but it had the gemstones of the 12 tribes, and apparently some Jewish tradition says they lit up to give an answer. We don't even know how it worked, but let me just save you some time. The mechanics don't matter. They don't matter. Here's what matters, that a message from God came to people, and the question was, will you seek God for an answer in your situation? And when you get the the answer, will you follow it? The mechanics are secondary. We spend so much time on the mechanics. Somebody, I was having a conversation with somebody at the new building, and he has a lot of questions, and he's not quite there as a Christian, but I had a chance to witness to him, and it was a pretty cool conversation. And he has questions, 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 and finally I said, do you know the Lord? And he goes, well, I'm not sure that I do. So he spent a lot of time talking about that, talking about the answers that are already in the Bible. And I said, look, there are some things that trouble me, no doubt, even as a pastor for as long as I've been one. But I'll tell you this, I know enough to trust God. I know he made everything. I know Jesus came in the very history in which we live. I know what he said. I know he said, kill me and I'll rise. And he rose. Those are the things that I know. I don't know the answers to all the other stuff. But I told this gentleman, I said, look, the Bible tells me that there's hope beyond this life, so I'm not just banking on all the answers now. I believe I'm going to get answers then. We had a team that was going door to door, and they were witnessing to various people, and a young man answered the door. He's 18 years old. They started sharing with him. He goes, oh, I don't believe that stuff. I don't want to hear about that stuff. I don't believe that stuff. And he began to talk about his plan. He knew where he was going to college. He knew what he was going to do for a living. He had a very impressive plan. And one of our evangelists, by the prodding of the Holy Spirit, said, do you have a plan for after you die? And the guy went, what? What What do you mean, after I die? Yeah, you know what? You're going to live in one of two places. There's an eternity beyond this life. It's cool that you've got a plan. It's cool that you know we're going to school and all that stuff. But this life is short. I have a little uh, Bible release time class, and we did. We had our first day today, and once again, the Lord gave me like fifteen little girls. No boys, none. The Lord's trying to tell me something. I'm not sure what it is yet. But they're oh, Pastor Michael, Pastor Michael, Pastor Michael. <laughs> I'm like, do any of you know what a motorcycle is? <laughs> Are you familiar with the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> Anyway, so we started talking about the Bible. We were talking about prophecy. And 
when we got into this conversation, we were talking about prophecies in Isaiah and how prophecy shows that the Bible is divine. And anyway, we started talking in years, and when we got back to Moses and now to our time, it's, I don't know, we, what did we say, Janice? Like 3,500 years. And they were like, whoa, wow. <laughs> Moses is way back then? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, so many people have lived and they're gone. I don't think you should walk around with this morbid sense of, you know, <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> Did you know you're going to die? <laughs> In fact, we're all going to die. <laughs> don't do that. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> Live! But realize there's an eternity coming. Amen? Amen. So David, he called the priest. By the way, Abiathar was one sole survivor after Saul slaughtered all the priests. He was the one guy that got away. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue the band, this band? Shall I overtake them? And he said to him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and you shall surely rescue all. Now think of David. He doesn't really know everything that's gone on here. And God has just said, you're going to rescue everybody. Everybody's coming back. I mean, that is amazing. You know, when Jesus was in the garden and Judas was doing his betraying stuff, Jesus said, of all that you have given me, I have lost not one except the one that was predestined, right? The one that was already a devil. I lost no one. And Jesus, David is a type of Jesus, and Jesus is in the shadows of 1 Samuel, and you can see that here's Jesus. He lost none. He, he goes to deliver. He saves us from our uh, lives that have been burned and destroyed. And sometimes we think, there's no way there can be restoration here. I've lost everything, and the Bible says he will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. He'll restore them back to you. Some of you, you're not sure you believe that. But I'll tell you what, I've been serving Jesus Christ now for almost 30 years, and he has restored back to me not only those things, but so many more blessings I could have not even imagined. He has blessed my life in incredible ways. So here we are, the final Wednesday night study in our little chapel. And God has been so good, man. So good. He is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. He will go beyond your wildest dreams if you will just trust him. That's what this life's all about. It's all about trust. It's all about, are you willing in those moments when everything looks lost to say, God, I am going to look to you to be my strength. And the joy of the Lord it will be your strength. That's when he shows up. Amen?
and times when we feel like there's no place else to go. So we're going to pick it up next Wednesday. We'll see David and his men head out. We'll see what happens in our next study together. But I want to encourage you as we close that you would just, if you're in a spot like this tonight and you've gone back to this place of familiarity and things don't look the way they should, then take some of those steps that we talked about tonight and find your strength in the Lord because the Lord is our strength. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for um, so many things. It would be hard for me to list them all in a prayer like this at the end of a Wednesday night, but I just want to thank you first of all for you, who you are. I want to thank you that we have a great high priest over the house of God. Thank you, Jesus, that you're the head of your church. You are building your church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against your church. We pray for your church in our nation, around the world, Lord, tonight. And we just pray that you would strengthen your body. Strengthen what remains, Lord. Father, I think when I pray, I think of the precious people that are here tonight. And they represent a group that is very near and dear to your heart and to my heart. Thank you that you're our good shepherd. You laid down your life for us. People turned on you. They tried to throw you off the brow of a hill, even in your own hometown. It's not easy to be a leader, but you stayed the course. You extended grace and forgiveness. And thank you that we're part of that um, that group of people that has been captured by your love and cleansed by your blood. Help us to love each other, Lord, more than we ever have before. Give us all those fruits of the Spirit so that we can employ those and show the world that we are your disciples. They'll know if we love one another as you have loved us. And then, Lord, as we look ahead... And we think of uh, just things around the corner for us as a congregation. We're just excited. We are blessed. We've had so many people praying for us, so many people encouraging us, so many people saying they're going to be there on Sunday. It's so good to know that there's support. And uh, we could be going it alone, and if that's what you wanted us to do, we certainly do that, but you, we've had so much support. We want to praise you for the pastors and the churches and the, the encouraging words we've gotten from so many in this community, Lord. And for all the people who have given of their time, their talent, their gifts to make this happen. There's more names that I could name right now, but just so many have contributed. And we just want to lay everything at your feet, Lord, and just pray. We look to Sunday now. And we just pray you'll do a mighty work that we'll, ha- we'll come in with hearts of worship. We'll, all the last minute details will be taken care of and, and you will be honored in that place as you have been here, Lord. Tonight, Lord, I just want to pray over your precious people and I just pray that those who need a fresh touch of strength 
you'll impart that. You know every situation, you know where people are spiritually tonight. If they're not Christians, I pray that they'll reach out to you and get saved. But I pray, Lord, that you would just pour out living waters that overflow out of our cups tonight. We love you, we worship you, and we ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Hi everybody, this is Cameron Thomas here, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Michael, and we're about to embark on a new adventure for Living Truth Radio. It's not going to replace the program that you're listening to right now, it's actually in addition to what you're listening to. So, Pastor Michael, what's this new adventure that we're embarking on? The new adventure is called The Bible Answer Show, Cameron, and it is a show to get questions from our listening audience and to give them answers. The tagline is, you've got questions, we've got answers. At least we hope to have all the answers, Cameron. And so it's a live interaction show, Q&A style. When can people listen to this new show? This show is going to be on from 12 to 1 Pacific time every Friday. So that's the time. 12 to 1 Pacific Time on Fridays. And how can people access this? There's a number of ways to access it, Cameron, and the hub of it all is livingtruthradio.org. That's our website. And I'm hoping that our listening audience has already been there, livingtruthradio.org. And there they'll be able to find out all the different ways to interact with the Bible Answer Show. And the different vehicles are Facebook Live, live YouTube channel, we'll have podcasting, where they can go back and listen to the show later. And they can even email questions to us at answers at livingtruthradio.org. That's answers at livingtruthradio.org. Awesome. So make sure you guys get those questions into us because otherwise we're trying to guess what questions you have and we're not mind readers. So get those questions into us so we can answer them for you on Fridays. Pastor Michael, anything last thoughts? Well, you're kind of the Facebook guy, Cameron, and I was thinking when people go to Facebook Live and they they have to like the Bible Answer Show, right? So tell them about how to like it and then how to get their questions. You have to go to facebook.com slash Bible Answer Show. There's no the, just Bible Answer Show. And you like the page, and if you follow us on Facebook Live on Fridays, you can actually ask your questions there. That's the only real live format that you can ask your questions. Otherwise, you have to email them in. And when they do that, they'll be able to interact with us live and get their questions answered right there on the spot. So that's it's going to be great, Cameron, and we're really excited. And hey, I just want to tell you guys... Keep us in prayer on the Bible Answer Show. We're adding this as a new show. We know you have questions, and you may have friends, family members have questions. They may live in other states or even another country. Tell them about the show. Keep us in prayer, and join us this Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Bible Answer Show. Can't wait to be with you guys. On behalf of Living Truth Radio and Pastor Michael Lance, blessings to you all. Thank you for listening to today's program. If you'd like to listen to this message again, learn more about our church in Corona, or to access archived messages, go to livingtruthradio.org and click on the church tab. You can follow us on Instagram at livingtruthcorona or download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app on Apple and Android devices. Living Truth Radio is a listener-supported ministry. You can partner with us by donating at livingtruthradio.org.